Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Eskimos and Red Blacks tonight. Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Six o'clock is the countdown to kick off. Eight o'clock game time. It is a later start, and I would suggest bringing a jacket if you've looked at the weather forecast. We've got the voice of the Edmonton Eskimos joining us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. It is Morley Scott. Morley, I think the biggest game story tonight is just the fact that it's Trevor Harris and Greg Allingson versus the old rivals. Is that fair to say? Don't ask them that, though, um, because they're just saying, ah, it's just another game. They've been all week deflecting all the talk about uh, the first time they played their old teams. Both guys have done it before. Harris, of course, was a Toronto Argonaut at one point and played them as an Ottawa Red Black. And uh, Greg Ellingson played for Hamilton and then played them as an Ottawa Red Black as well. Uh, I think they both like the fact that it's late in the season. Uh, we're almost to the halfway mark. So it's, as Ellingson said this week, it's not weird for me to look down and see myself dressed in green. Uh, I'm an Eskimo now is the phrase that uh, Trevor Harris has been using all week long. So uh, maybe it is, but if it is, they're not letting on about any kind of excitement to play their old team. Eskimos are 3-0 and at home, 1-3 and on the road, and that's got them fourth in the West. You're calling all these games. What are you seeing as the difference between what they're able to produce at Commonwealth and what happens when they're not at Commonwealth? Uh, it's just simple execution. I mean, uh, the old joke is they don't have any toes left, right, because they keep shooting themselves in the foot. <laughs> they have issues uh, executing at certain times in the game, it's, it's, whether it's been penalties or or uh, not being able to convert on second and down or not being able to convert inside the red zone. It's just little things, and, it, and it's it's a lot of little things that have added up to a big thing for them, and, and I don't know if it's a home road thing. It's more of a win-loss thing. Uh, even when you look back at all the games they, they've played on the road, uh, they played really well in the game in Vancouver against the BC Lions. They've been in the other games and had chances to win. Should have won. Uh, you know, when you look back, they probably had an opportunity to win in Winnipeg. Should have beat Montreal in Montreal. Uh, had the opportunity and probably should have won the game in Calgary last week. So they've been in the games. I don't know if it's a home road thing or not. I just think it's an execution thing more than anything else. That they're just making mistakes at the wrong time, and it's costing them games. 
Ottawa is three and four. They're third in the East. And of course, Trevor Harris leaving a void at quarterback. They've struggled to find out whether it's going to be Dominique Davis, Jonathan Jennings stepping up and taking that. And do you think that's really the reason for their lack of success so far? Or what's your take on well, that? Well, th- they really like Davis. And, and they right away when Harris left, they kind of named Davis as the starter, even after they brought in Jonathan Jennings and said he was coming in to compete for a job, but it's Davis's job to to keep. Uh, he was there last year. He knows the system. The players there are very familiar with him. And, uh, you know, they won their first two games of the year with him, then lost a couple in a row. He got hurt, missed a couple. They lost a couple with Jonathan Jennings, who didn't play very well in those games at all and got kind of got the hook in one of them as well. Uh, and uh, Davis came back last week and they won that game in Montreal in overtime. So I think they're pretty confident playing with Dominic Davis, although he's not lighting it up, that's for sure. His numbers are not spectacular. Uh, he's thrown for four touchdowns, and he's also thrown for nine interceptions. So uh, he's not putting up fantastic numbers, but he's getting some wins, which is more than the other guys that were doing when they were in the lineup. So uh, Dominic Davis is the guy they're going with, the guy they have confidence in right now. Brad Sinopoli is still there and, and a perennial CFL All-Star, but what other weapons has Davis at his disposal this year? Well, well, that's the thing. They've got some injuries to deal with. They've, you know, a couple of receivers, R.J. Harris, who's their second-leading receiver. He's out of the lineup. Caleb Hawley's out of the lineup uh, with uh, injuries. Uh, Rhymes is their leading receiver. He's only got uh, 335 yards. He's the only player to have a 100-yard game uh, for the team this year. And uh, since he had a big game against Saskatchewan earlier in the year, he hasn't even reached those numbers. So, they're, they're trying to do offense by committee. They've got some injuries uh, in their backfield, so they're going with uh, Crockett right now. Uh, it'll be just his fifth game tonight in the Canadian Football League. So their, their offense has been struggling. They're, they don't have a lot of weapons there. They've been playing well and winning games with their special teams more than anything else. Uh, we saw what Devontae Devin did last week with a couple of kick returns for touchdowns and, and the uh, incredible game that he had, second-best game in CFL history in kick return yards with 382. And they've also, of course, got Lewis Ward, who hasn't missed a field goal since last May, I think it was, or last June, I guess. Uh, first game of the regular season, first game of his career, first field goal attempt he missed since then. He's hit 67 straight, including going three for three last week and hitting the walk-off in overtime to win it for uh, for the Red Blacks in Montreal. So their special teams have been giving them good field position, and Lewis Ward has been giving them three-pointers left and right, and that's how they're staying in games and giving themselves a chance to win, even though they're below 500 to three and four. Well, it looks like if you're going to beat the Eskimos, you're going to have to do it with their defense off the field. I can't remember seeing an, or a defensive front dominate the way that they have. It almost reminds me, and I've been saying this to myself, I'm going to say it on air now, is this not reminiscent of the Purple People Eaters back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s? I guess to a certain extent, uh, yeah. I mean, they, you're right, they have been dominant, the front seven especially. They got 26 sacks. Uh, they lead the Canadian Football League. They're on pace to to set a new record if they keep going at that pace, which I don't know if that's possible or not. Uh, they've only, yeah, they're, they're number one in points against, only giving up 18 a game. They're number one in yards through the air, only giving up uh, 233 a game. They're number two against the run, only giving up 80 a game. Uh, they're number one, uh, sorry, number one in passing a 179 total was 233 yards. So they don't, they don't give up a lot of yards. They take the ball away. They sack the quarterback. They are playing real ex- aggressive style. And then you take all that, Brendan, and you're going to add to it two starters who haven't played since week one, and that's Don Unamba at the Sam linebacker position and Anthony Orange at the, the short side cornerback spot. So two guys come back to make them even better 
one defense in this game, you would imagine. And Unamba looked dominant when he was on the <laughs> field. What are some of the other injury ins and outs for this team? Well, I guess the uh, the, the the big one, uh, those are the two big ones on defense. On offense, the return is uh, Greg Ellingson coming back after a one-game stint on the injured list. Uh, they're also getting DeVars Daniels back. They have a little extra room now to bring in some receivers with the trade of Kenny Stafford this week for Kristen Jones. So Daniels will play. Uh, he's a guy they have real high hopes for. He's a guy who, when he plays, he's been dominant. Uh, but he's also a guy who's had a lot of injuries in his CFL career, and that's been the case as an Eskimo. He got hurt in the preseason, missed a few games to start, came back, played two, got hurt again, and has missed the last couple. But he will be in tonight and starting for the Eskimos in that receiver spot. So uh, those are the two big additions on offense. And the other thing to watch, I think, tonight is the kicking game because Hugh O'Neill has been placed on the six-game injury list. He was injured. I believe it happened on the kick return for a touchdown. Uh, you saw and he hobbled off the field after that, trying to make the tackle on Terry Williams. And, and he's been placed on the six-game injured list, even though he didn't finish the game last week in Calgary. So Sean White's going to do all three jobs in this game. He hasn't punted since 2017. He did have a 41-yard average. He's got a 43-yard career punting average. It's not really foreign to him. He just hasn't done it for a while. Uh, so Sean White will handle uh, field goals, punts, and kickoffs in the game tonight for the Eskimos. And going forward, uh, I think they'll wait and see how he feels and how he does in this game before they make a decision whether they'll bring somebody else in or not. We've got the voice of the Edmonton Eskimos here on 630. Chad Morley Scott on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Morley, not only is Trevor Harris leading this league in passing right now, but Ricky Collins Jr. is starting to emerge as one of the top-tier receivers in this league. He's up over 600 yards and and carrying that right now. Leads the league in receiving, 615 yards. Got a couple of touchdowns uh, last week. That 83-yard bomb was just a delightful play. Uh, 286 yak yards as well. That also leads the Canadian Football League. Real cool story between you know Trevor Harris and Ricky Collins Jr. Harris was telling me earlier this year when he was in Ottawa, they'd be watching tape of other teams, and when Ricky Collins was on, he'd say, watch Collins. He's going to make a play. Watch Collins. He said, I used to always talk about Ricky Collins and how good he is and how much of a playmaker is. And he'd get teased by his teammates and say, ah, you love Ricky Collins, he's your boy, whatever. Now they're playing together, and it's coming to fruition that they're a pretty good combination. Harris leads the league in passing yards. Collins leads the league in receiving yards. So we'll see how long they can keep that up. But so far, it's been a pretty good marriage for those two. What is it about this team that constantly churns out league-leading receivers, whether it's Zilstra, Bowman, Duke Williams, now Ricky Collins? It doesn't seem to matter who, but there's, like, and it's not even the system thing because the offensive system changed. Why do they have so much success here, Morley, in your opinion? Well, the system hasn't changed for the last four years, and I think that's a big reason for it. It's Jason Moss's system, and, and uh, this if, if Collins stays where he is, I believe this will be the fourth straight year, and Eskimo has led the lead in receiving. So that's part of it. Uh, also, Mike Riley's part of it because he loves to throw the ball downfield, and uh, also Trevor Harris is a part of it as well because uh, he's, you know, has such a command of making his reads and finding the open receiver all the time. But you got to just say that, that the GMs of the past and the present have done a great job going out and getting receivers, uh, whether it be finding them as free agents or making trades for them or whatever the case may be. Uh, Ed Herby and Brock Sundown have brought in a lot of real good receivers over the last several years, and uh, they've made their mark in the Canadian Football League. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the Eskimos have always had that dominant receiver, it seems, uh, especially in the last, you know, 10 years, you go back starting with 
with Fred Stamps and then a Darius Bowman, Terrell Walker, uh, Brandon Zilstra, Duke Williams, and now it is uh, Ricky Collins Jr., who I remember having a conversation with him at the start of the season during training camp saying, hey, an Eskimos uh, receiver has been the leading receiver in the league for the last three or four years. Who's it going to be this year? He, he said at that point, he said, it could be any one of us. And that's the kind of system that they play offensively is that if you get open, you're going to get the ball. So if you get open a lot, you're going to get the ball a lot. That means you're going to get a lot of yards. And right now, that's the way Ricky Collins has been operating. For those who don't know, Chris Presson named the new president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos. Morley, is that significant on, on any level for uh, things that fans might see? Or what does that mean for the organization? Well, I, you know, you're going to see little things. And he said at his news conference, and, and by the way, we'll hear from uh, from Chris Preston tonight, uh, uh, part of that news conference, uh, when Dave and I had a chance to talk to him afterwards. We'll hear that tonight on our pregame show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he said that he'll, he'll make changes behind the scenes to start with. Some things you won't notice, some things you will notice. And I believe he'll probably take the temperature of things a little bit in Edmonton when he gets here starting September 1st and, and, and start to make changes maybe later in the season, but certainly in the off season and for next year. Uh, I believe he was a part of the decision uh, to, to bring in the $22 tickets. Um, so I, I think he was a part of that decision. So obviously that was a good move because that was the best uh, attended game of the season so far for the Eskimos against the Toronto Argonauts, a late start on a Thursday night against a team that doesn't sell many tickets because they're not very good at the time. Well, they're still not very good. So uh, I think he was a part of that. And and if you go back, I, I've done some, some reading on the Internet about uh, uh, the teams that he's, that he's been in charge of and, and I know the Arizona Rattlers of the Indoor Football League, uh, they're well renowned for their in stadium atmosphere and the things they do to not just on the field, but the things they do to entertain the crowd as well. So uh it looks like uh, it looks like he's got some ideas. It looks like he's got the formula to fix things uh when things are wrong with some franchises and uh, the whole CFL's going through an issue right now Brendan with attendance, and uh, it looks like he's the right guy at the right time. So uh, we'll see what he uh, what he gets accomplished this season. But obviously, he's not here full time until September first. One more for you, Morley, as we're chatting with the voice of the Edmonton Eskimos here on 6.30. Ched, for the wrestling fans out there, I know you and Dave <laughs> both dabble a little bit. Roman Reigns, former Edmonton Eskimo, is in town tonight. Uh, just talk about the significance of that. Well, Dave more than I, that's for sure. And Dave was around the Eskimos uh, when Roman Reigns was an Eskimo. Uh, Joe Anawahi, I believe is how you pronounce his name from back then. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of exciting. I mean, he's a pretty big, he's a pretty big uh, personality uh, in his new position off the football field as a WWE superstar. He's, he's one of the biggest personalities and, and the biggest stars that they have uh, probably over the last six or seven years. So I think it's pretty significant that he's coming back. The Eskimos have done a pretty good job this year bringing back some some older players, some guys who played and, and made impact. Uh, I don't know how much Joe impacted uh, the Eskimos when he's here. He only played five games in 2008, but he did he did seal the deal in the game against Hamilton in 2008. Uh, late in the game, he had a real good game that night. Uh, he had uh, five tackles and a strip sack uh, later on in the game to seal the deal at the end of it. Uh, he'll be on the show tonight, too. We'll talk to him about that play and about his memories from Edmonton and his memories of being an Eskimo and uh, what's going on in his life right now. So I think it's pretty cool. It just adds a little more, a little more spice to the evening tonight for the Eskimos with uh, Roman Reigns being in town.
Absolutely. And uh, that, there's been a lot of that this season. Looking forward to uh, seeing you down at the field. Morley, 6 o'clock is the countdown to kickoff. 8 o'clock game time. Have a good call tonight. All right. Thanks, Brendan. We'll see you at the park. Absolutely. And uh, for those who don't know, Morley also has a podcast. It's called the ePod. It's available anywhere you get your streaming audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc. And it's not just your standard recap of here's what happened in last night's game and here's why. It's it's feature stuff. You're talking to the players. You're talking to different football personalities. Uh, and Blake Dermott, the inside the game analyst for the Eskimos broadcast, he always brings a colorful angle to things. That is, again, the ePod. It's available. There's nine episodes out right now. Uh, they drop every Friday. So I encourage you to check that out if you haven't done so already. It's uh, it's just a unique. It's something a little bit different in that regard. 148 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. And then I've got an update on the Holinka. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Gretzky Cup, it went to a shootout. Canada, Sweden. We'll fill you in when we come back on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 151 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza is celebrating 50 years here in Edmonton, and they're still making it great. On now through October, Royal Pizza is offering the Combo Special, your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies all for $50, and you can pick that up at any of their 14 locations around Edmonton. Oilers GM has texted the show to tell me how boring it's been today. It's August 9th, Oilers GM. But I do have some exciting news to share. Depending on which team you're cheering for at the Holinka Gretzky Cup, I'm going to give you the three-second buffer right now. Turn the knob down. Canada, Sweden went to a shootout, and Canada was victorious. They're off to the finals, which will take place tomorrow. Let's find out who they're playing because the other game was Russia and Finland and that was going on at the same time. I don't believe that one went to extra time. And in fact, as I scroll through the website right now, Russia beat Finland 4-1 with three third period goals. So that sets it up for tomorrow. One o'clock, Ched time. The gold medal game. Canada can take it down at the Holinka gretzky Cup Now, I'll tell you right now, Cole Perfetti 
who has had Justin, I don't know if you would call it a breakout, but he has really been turning some heads with his performance at this tournament. He had both of Canada's goals, if I'm reading this correctly, both of the goals to get them to the shootout, and then he scored the shootout winner. That is absolutely remarkable. And I don't know how much stock you put into one tournament, especially an international tournament, into raising a player's draft stock. But he had seven points through three preliminary round games, and then he added two more goals, plus the shootout winner. Again, the name is Cole Perfetti. By this time, what, next month, next week? I won't have to remind you of that, but just an unbelievable tournament for him. Bronze medal game, Sweden-Finland. That goes tomorrow at 1 o'clock Ched time as well at the Holinka gretzky Cup in Czech Republic. Canada and Russia for golds. How many times have we heard that over the years? Curtis from Cold Lake is wondering my thoughts on a trade, Yesa Pogliarvi, for Kiefer Bellows. I love Kiefer Bellows as a prospect. I think he's got a wicked shot, another uh, American player. And... Uh, he's he's sort of buried in an Islanders system right now where they have a ton of, of similar age, similar talent kind of prospects. So if there's some wiggle room there, I don't dislike that trade. But we don't know, as we're not Ken Holland, what the value for Pugliarvi is. I think that genuinely might be too much of an ask at this point, based on what I can understand. On this day in Oilers history, you know what? We'll go back further than the topic of today. Of course, the trade sending Wayne Gretzky along with Marty McSorley and Mike Krushelniski to the Los Angeles Kings for Jimmy Carson, Marty Jelena, three first-rounders and $15 million cash. So that was 1988. But prior to that, the 1979 draft, Mark Messier, Glenn Anderson, they made the trade to get Dave Semenko. Perhaps we'll talk about that next week. What is the greatest draft class of all time? For me, probably the 2003 year. Knowing my vintage by now, as you do. 2003 produced a ridiculous number of standout players. But for those of you from a different vintage, hard to argue with what the Oilers did in 1979. They literally built a dynasty around that draft. It was incredible work. Incredible work by them. Tonight on 6.30, Chad Eskimos Red Blacks from the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Countdown to kickoff at 6 p.m. It's an extended pregame show. Game time going at 8. The weather forecast, not looking spectacular. Bring a jacket. Bring a rain jacket just in case. I'll be on the sidelines, so I'll be shivering along with you. Monday, working on a special guest for you. I encourage you to tune in to find out. Do greatly appreciate all the contributions on the text line. We're getting through the dog days of summer together, and I couldn't do that without your help. So thank you. We'll check in again on Monday. Right now, Brendan Escott saying so long off to a global news weather traffic update with Carrie McCarthy, followed by the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News with guest hosts Morgan Black and Brad Whisker. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. We'll check in next week. So long. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.